Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Robert Lane Creative Careers Podcast, the podcast about creativity and making a living in the arts. This episode of the podcast features a conversation with ID James Brown, who's a stand-up comedian based in Ghana. You can find more information about me and the projects I'm working on at robertlaymusic.co.uk and on social media as Robert Lay Music. It would be fantastic if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast, because doing that helps more people to find it in the future. Okay, here's ID James Brown. Hello James, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Robert? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good, thanks. How how has Christmas been going? Have you been enjoying yourself? It's Christmas in Germany rather than Ghana. How does it compare? Yes, well, this is my first white Christmas, so I'm enjoying it fairly well. There's a lot of new and different food to try out. So, um, <laughs> as a as a chicken chicken food person, as a natural foodie, um, this is the place to be for me. <laughs> um, so apart from the food, how else does it compare to a Christmas in Ghana? Oh, it's 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 very different, you know, a few different traditions. And um, I, I like to see different stuff, which helps me with my craft. And it's also nice to have a very nice cold Christmas that you can sit by a fire and all of that. And the presents are awesome, too. <laughs> have you had snow there, then? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. For 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 Germans, they say it's unfortunate. For me, I'm very fine without it for now. <laughs> Have you experienced snow wave been in Germany so far? Uh, nothing so far. It seems that is um, according to uh, Germans is warm. To me, is not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite mild here in the UK as well. But I would guess, mm. um, what would the temperature be in Ghana at the moment for Christmas? Um, at the moment, we have a nice temperature of about 35 degrees uh, during the day, and it cools down to about 30 at night. So, yeah, it's it's not that <laughs> it's not that where I am. It's, <laughs> it's what we call a mild December, but it's not that. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> good. So, would you mind telling us a little bit about how you got involved in comedy? And something that I find really interesting when we first met is that in Ghana, you were kind of at the 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 very start of a comedy industry and a comedy circuit and I think that's quite different to the majority of people working in certainly my th- sort of music and theatre and stuff in um in the UK and in Europe because one of our problems is there's so many people doing it and so much has already been done whereas it's quite a different proposition I think for in Ghana so what's it like to be at the start of a new industry like that um it's 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 difficult it's humbling uh, it, it's 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 a nice experience um as i told you i was i'm about the should i say three and a half generation of stand-up comedy people that actually started stand-up comedy okay because the industry industry was started um we had a couple like I would call them jokers. They, they, you know, bounce around on stage and makeup and all of that. And then we had um, three guys who decided to go into like strict stand-up comedy um, and satire. And then it was taken up by myself and 
um, another group where we decided that, well, we are intellectuals. Most all of us have degrees, but we decided to go into like serious, um, this sounds very funny, serious stand-up comedy. But um, so um, it, it was it was nice to be part of a generation that, you know, have, has lifted up the industry. Um, when I started, we were about five comedians. And as of now, there are about 30 people who even some of them are like our understudies and all of that that you know help us all help us develop the craft. So it's it's quite kind of very humbling to be part of the um, should I say Generation X of stand up comedy in Ghana, where it's um, the industry is about ten years now and it's 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 fairly good. You know people are pushing boundaries here and there, so it's awesome. And it, it's changed fairly quickly then in that ten years, by the signs of things. And you, you said that your stuff is is serious comedy. So could you expand a bit more on that? In, in, you're talking about in terms of the issues that you're discussing in the comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. When I say serious comedy, you know, um, we take trending issues. We take you know, a very serious issues. Poke fun out of it, but in the end, there's like a take-home message that you know. Some of us even come up with solutions. They might sound funny, but they, they help out other than, you know, just telling a joke, um, a slapstick joke. Um, um, and people are experimenting with different kinds of comedy and observational humor, um, satire. Um, before, it was a bit it was a bit dangerous to try all of this stuff back in, in Ghana because we had a, a bit of political problems. So, um the arts suffered a lot, so a lot of people were scared to push the boundaries. But now everything has settled, everything is steady, so people are pushing boundaries more and more um, to develop all their crafts. Cool. And is it still a fairly small circuit? Is, you know, is there a lot of performers and a lot of writers, or not very many? Um. I would not say it's small because, you know, um, there are even parents who walk up to me and go like, oh, i like my son to be like you in future. Like, oh, do you cool. know what I do for a living? <laughs> and um, um, we, we've had a, a boom in people who are interested in being stand-up comics. We even have a boom in females because as of now, we have one major female stand-up comic, but there are a lot of people that are being groomed and a lot of females that are even interested in doing the craft. So it, it's it's steadily moving uh, at a very alarming pace, I think, because <laughs> we have a, a number of people that are quite interested in doing stand-up comedy now. And is it quite a varied um, sort of style that the different stand-ups have? Is there a... or do, do people tend to do similar things? Um, no, no. Um, it's, it's, for now, the number of people that have developed very different styles and they have very different um, audience that they appeal to. You know, people, there are those that go for the general masses, those that go for specific... You know, you appeal to a, a specific demographic and mm. uh, we... A lot of us are yet to discover which demographic they appeal to and use it as their niche market. But and, uh, at the moment, we have a nice variety of different styles of comedy uh, around the country. I know of about 30 comedians um, 
the mainstream and we have others all over the country like you if you travel to some part of the country you find a few local comedians who come up to you and go like oh we would like to open for you and and, and that, that that is great that's very great so how did you get started in the, the world of stand-up then what were the first few gigs like for you um well uh, a friend of mine um said uh, since i am i've always been the class clown i should try like professional stand-up comedy i i really didn't i I didn't think of myself as being a professional stand-up comedian but he still went ahead and signed me up for a show it was called the citizen comedy show uh it was a nice um it was a nice uh, venue that was interested in developing stand-up comedy back then that was in 2010 and uh he signed me up for it like I wasn't really enthused about it, but I still went, and it was a very horrible show because, yeah, Ghanaians don't know you, so they don't laugh. Right. But I kept going. Um, I went for the second time, and they laughed. And like mm, maybe he's funny. The third time, I guess they got tired of seeing my face, so they decided to laugh so that I won't come again. Yeah. <laughs> but that was probably their downfall. I kept coming. <laughs> that was the worst thing they could have done because that only encouraged you. Yep. <laughs> I've been doing this since since. Uh, that's great. And so some of the people who saw you back then, have they become like sort of like your your fans? Do you still see them at shows now or is it always different people? Um some of them some of them are fans, you know, some of them were like, Oh, I was there in the beginning, you know, they like to share in my story and like, oh how this guy has developed and all of that. And I still meet some people who who were there at my first show. Um, I, I understudied one of the first stand-up comics in Ghana for a while, and he was there, and he, you know, he gives me some encouragement, you know, t- telling me how different I am from the first time he saw me mm. to the date, and and that 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 keeps you going, you know, like for the love of the job. Mm. And what about finding material then, James? How do you create routines? Is it observational based on everyday life? Is it a surreal take? Uh, I'm 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 an I'm an observational humorist, so I prefer to experience something and I say it how 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 I experience it. It makes it more yeah. original because yeah, um, I prefer to tell stories rather than tell jokes. Like stuff I feel, stuff I do, and my point of view. So a lot of a lot of my stuff is observational humor. And um, some is also from conversations I have with with people. So do not be surprised if you hear Robert Lane line in one of my routines. Uh, <laughs> well, that would be great. That would be an honor. That's yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And you've obviously, of course, spent a lot of time in Europe, particularly Germany, but I think a few other places as well. And I'd be interested to know. Yes. And you've gigged in Germany as well, I think, done stand-up shows. Yes, um, I've done a, I've done a couple shows in Germany. Well, two of which you were aware you were right there in Istein. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also got the opportunity to perform at Cosmic Comedy in Berlin. It's uh, one of the well-known comedy places in Berlin. I also did Comedy Cafe in Berlin. And I wiggled my way to Netherlands and did the uh, comedy cafe in Amsterdam. And I've also done a show in Belgium. Cool. So and I've, I've 
And how does it compare? Is it a noticeable difference in what how things go down there compared to in Ghana? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it was it was it's quite it's quite different because um, I would say that um, a lot of the audiences in Ghana are slightly harder to appeal to. Right. You know. They they come with the notion that okay I have problems and this guy is going to make it go away and not okay it's a comedy <laughs> show I'm here to laugh so oh, wow, it was okay. quite different uh, when I performed here in Europe where people are like we listen we laugh and we listen some more okay <laughs> uh, tell me a bit more about that that um, that thing in Ghana then that people have problems and you they're hoping that you're going to solve them so it's it's more than escapism and it's more than just wanting to have a laugh it's there's something deeper going on in the shows as well yes yeah yeah um some 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 over the past couple of years we've had a couple ups and downs in the economy so um a lot of people use like comedy shows as escapes um to to at least for uh, two hours or three hours, they can just you know escape reality, laugh, laugh, laugh their heads off, and all of that. Yeah. Um. Gradually, people are getting the idea that okay, I'm going to a comedy show. I just have to you know relax and chill. Um. Now it's way better. Before it was like kind of like yeah, I, I come with a stiff hard face and <laughs> let's see if he can make me laugh. Uh, let's see if he's funny. But now they have accepted that okay, we are stand-up comics and we are funny, and they just come come with the notion of okay, let's just, let's just go have a laugh, let's relax. So it it was a bit different a couple of years ago, but now it's it's it, it's awesome. It's it's getting way better. That's great. And is it in the the sort of mainstream media as well? Is it on TV in Ghana? Yeah, we have we have we have a lot. There's also been a boom of. Uh, TV networks uh, around, so they they are looking for content. So you even have shows, and you just have a television station just turn up, like oh, they just want to record content for you know, right. um, for their station. So it's it's it, it goes mainstream too. That's great. Um, and sort of for your own um your own development and things what was the common what was the company that you were interested in when you were growing up and where did that come from i was never interested in comedy when i was growing up i just was the kid that was always you know found the humor and stuff uh, so my main motivation is that i just like to see people happy and if it's because of me, that's a plus. So I, I never, I never, you know, set out to be a comedian. It's like, okay, I just say funny stuff and people laugh. Like people like my, my opinions, my point of view. So yeah, um, I just go with it. Cool. So in when you were developing your, uh, your craft and your onstage persona, was that all coming from from scratch then, or were there sort of um models that you were following or sort of idols that you had that you were developing from? Uh, when I started, uh, uh, that was one of my problems. I was trying to be like other comics because yeah. you know, I was like, okay, I jump on stage, I do this guy's routine and be like that. And uh, that was what wasn't working. So the final time where I decided, that, okay, let me just talk as myself and express my own opinions I realize people like it, but I, I do have 
mentors that I, I, I look up to, you know, and um, craft my my craft according to kind of, it's like a guideline. So um, my former boss, who was one of the first stand-up comics in Ghana, he, he's KSM. Um, he started uh, satire and like one-man plays. Mm. And then he did stand-up comedy. So I understudied him for about seven years. And he was kind of a subconscious um, uh, move in the comedy industry. I also um, love Trevor Noah. Of, um, he's mm. one of my favorite comics. So uh, I do get a lot of motivation. And a number of people say I kind of move in his direction uh, according to style. And um, we have Eddie Griffin. We have a, a couple Ghanaian comedians that I like. Um, some guys that I started with and uh, um, guys who are a bit older than me in the industry. We have David Oscar, DKBs, and Chemical. He's my compatriot, but we, we bounce off our stuff together, write jokes together and all of that stuff. So there's a wide range and um, uh, stuff that's settled in my style. I just use it. And is it a, a create? Sorry, let me start again. Is it a supportive network? Then it sounds as if you've collaborated with a lot of other comedians, so it must mean, therefore, that it's uh, is supportive. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, back home, uh, like especially the people that I started with. Um, sometimes what we do is like you could have like material, but you don't know how to to put it into a good routine so you can call we call them comedy buddies so you just call one person and bounce it off him and he could help you 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 um, fine tune the joke or sometimes you could have a, a joke that is not your style like mm. um, you realize that, okay someone else could say it better than you so i just you know okay i have this joke and give it to this person and you know and uh, and vice versa like, okay you could say this better so you know so uh, it's a kind of network with uh, like two or three other comedians who are close to me cool and how big is the circuit then is there a lot of venues to play um is there a venue in every town or is it quite widespread um, a lot of a lot of the shows are based in Accra, which is the capital. Yeah. So we have a, a number of monthly shows, and we also have uh, tour tour shows that we just move around with. And, and sometimes, okay, some some people outside Accra decide to organize a show, like in some other city, and they invite some of the comics from Accra. I guess most of the big comics are based in Accra, the capital. Yeah. So they invite some of the comics and, you know, so we, most of it is based in the city, but we do move around as and when we are required to. Cool. Could you tell me a little bit about the writing process then? Are you sitting down at specific times to create material or are you waiting for inspiration to strike? How does it work? Uh, my my process is I usually uh, well not usually I always have my phone around so anything yeah. that happens I just put a PowerPoint there and one one of the mornings when you feel inspired by the Holy Spirit or uh, whatever makes me funny um, I just pull out my faithful book and then you pick out these powerpoints and write them out and do some some something we call mind mapping you know so you yeah. pick a word and then and 
try to get some stuff out of it. But my phone has a lot of power uh, points uh, where like funny stuff that happen, like funny scenes, and I develop from there. That's good. So you've got kind of a constant pool of stuff and then the right idea might appear to link things together, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's, and, that's, that's basically it. And are you needing to write to a brief ever? Like, like do you, you know, if you're doing a show and, and something's coming up, do you need to create things there and then from scratch? Um, yeah, some, some, show, I mean. yeah some, sometimes um, you have to do some tailor-made material from different shows and uh, that uh, also I like to get at least someone to record what I'm doing because sometimes stuff just come on the fly and they're like epic material but you didn't write it down it just just came up as you were performing and oh cool so yeah, so the, the, I, I like to get my stuff recorded and you can look through because I I don't think a joke is ever done. You could keep adding, adding, adding. And my aim was to have like a one-hour piece from one joke, just, just one hour. Oh, great, to like riff on that one idea. Yeah, just one idea and we just speak for an hour and, yeah. And how close have you come to that then? How much... How much distance have you got out of one idea? Well, um, I've done about uh, 20 minutes wow. um, on on one idea, which was super hard, but well, we did it. <laughs> and this year I did, uh, uh, I've done a one-man special, which was about 40 minutes. And that was me just ranting off. So <laughs> um, everything is moving moving in the direction i wanted to um coming soon should be my netflix special netflix if you are there hello so a lot of the stuff is actually is improvised then i guess with the sound of it how free are you in the course of a a show to completely improvise um so for usually let's say i have to do like a 20 minute piece i usually have like uh, about three jokes that like I've written down. Yeah, so there's three jokes that that's like pre-prepared, and then depending on the audience, you know, you bounce off them. And half, half, half my my like most of the time, what I do is just like oh, having a little conversation with the audience, you know, getting some answers back, and that 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 could even take about ten minutes. And then you tell three jokes, and I'm 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 done. Uh, mm. depending on how long i have a number of jokes and then we have you know the backup jokes just in case the audience are evil like people i know but you know <laughs> we have we have we have a it looks it looks freestyle but there's a process that's i was going to ask about the audiences actually do you find that you have material that works always with all audiences or audiences always different and some things work and some things don't and you don't know until you're doing it um, I, I do have I do have the tried and tested jokes that I know would work no matter what. So we put them in the back pocket and then we have some tailor-made uh, stuff for, you know, sometimes you have an audience that is full of people that are foreigners. You'd have to know how to, you know, work around it. Sometimes there's, there's a Ghanaian audience who would prefer to... Um, 
have you know some of the local language mixed with it sometimes i perform for like um like university students they mm. they they have a different sense of humor you go to people who are in the older generation different sense of humor so one of my main things is i always try to know which kind of audience is there yeah, yeah those are questions i ask when i'm invited for shows before and you know try and at least tweak stuff there are, there are general stuff but you have to tweak it and tailor make it towards the audience and did you mention before that you you feel a bit like you're still um looking for your for the ideal sort of james brown audience so uh, you, you haven't found them yet do you think or or are you quite happy to appeal to everybody um i i've i've seen the kind of audience that i i would love um back home most of my guys claim i appeal more to the foreign audience uh, because of my style of comedy you know being a bit sarcastic and all mm. of that sarcasm is not really a big thing in ghana you have to explain sarcasm to some people <laughs> right or you might get in trouble so um uh, i i have found my niche audience and i ha- I, I would like to better myself towards that audience but i don't mind doing stuff for general the general public you know i i we have general jokes written down but uh, there's my niche is mostly foreigners I, I guess and so do most um the most shows have foreigners in the audience then or is that a rare thing um, at the, um, in the last couple of years, uh, we have a, a boom in foreigners who live in Ghana now. So oh, cool. and now at least you have a number, like, uh, you have a number of them in the audience, um, before it could be like none at all, but now you have a few of them in the audience. There are other shows that you go to and you hardly find any Ghanaians there. So, mm. And what do you think is going to be next for the circuit then? So we're entering a new decade in a, a few days' time. How do you see yes, the next actually. 10 years going for comedy in Ghana? Uh, I, I think it's going to go higher. And now we would probably move into the phase where we have like um, corporate, uh, corporate sponsorship and like using comedians as brand ambassadors and all of all of that stuff like mm. um we we right now we have comics in ghana as bankable bankable products you know like they can they can move a product um, and be the face of a company and all of that so that's what i'm seeing and um this year a number of our comics have managed to go to places like uh, nigeria mm. nigeria is one of the biggest comedy hubs in west africa right so People have gone to Nigeria. Some of us have been nominated for um, awards in uh, South Africa, who is also a very big comedy hub in Africa. So I, I see, I see us uh, the comics from Ghana breaking boundaries and going to other parts of the world and showing them, uh, as we call it, the GH humor. The GH humor was that? Yep, that's what we call it. GH humor, cool. And you, uh, where do you see your um, your own craft going then, in, as alongside that? Oh, you have no idea. I have big dreams. I would like to perform on Mars. <laughs> well, that you know, ten years, you could certainly see about doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 
I, I, I would like to show my craft around um, Europe, uh, uh, the Americas, and anywhere someone is willing to listen to me in English or any other language they understand yeah. that I can speak, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go there. And I think Europe is a very good stepping stone to move my career to the next level. Yeah, and I think we've discussed before that it's sort of because obviously you've done quite a bit of work in Germany and you involved quite a bit there. It's not yes. too difficult, I think, for people from Ghana to get into Germany, whereas perhaps other places it is a bit more difficult. Mm, it's, um, well, it depends on how the German embassy feels when you walk in. So let's not push it too much. It's not too difficult. It's, it is fairly difficult. Okay, it's so that's interesting. It's difficult, but perhaps less so than in the places. But it's still quite hard because you talk yeah. about getting into um, in sort of comedy from Ghana, getting into other territories, and yes, the so there's some actual sort of quite quite boring <laughs> barriers to that, I guess, in terms of the actual physical ability to get to places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that that also counts. So, um, uh, if we we can, you know, let's we move around West Africa and Africa for, for starters because, mm. you know, uh, there's this beautiful question, or oh, do you have travel experience? So, um, once they see us doing this stuff and then uh, usually when you turn up at some embassy, they, they Google you and see if to find stuff of you online. So yeah. breaking these barriers could help us get a, a nice reputation of being able to do shows elsewhere apart from Ghana. Yeah, and I guess that's where we started, isn't it? It's to talk about the sort of advantages and the difficulties of being right at the start of something. Yeah. Which yeah. is, it's yeah. very exciting, isn't it? Because you can sort of, you can lead how things are going to go, but then I guess you've got a whole load of other problems because people haven't really done it before. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I guess at the moment we, we are paving the way and it will make it easier for our, should I say, descendants to yeah. be able to, perform outside our country and you mentioned earlier that um arts in general had some had some pressures placed upon it previously so comedy obviously is is uh, making a um a change and sort of getting a wider reputation is that true of other entertainment and art forms as well or is comedy a, a, a special case um, that that is true for the the arts in general because we had um, uh, problems with governments, you know, military governments taking over. Um, a lot of our arts are done at night, like it's nightlife. So because of um, these military coups and you know we had you know curfews and all of that, the arts like completely died. Mm. until we managed to get back into democratic government. So gradually, so we had like the movie industry pick up, the music, and then okay, we, we realized that, okay, it's safe to start doing theater and comedy. So uh, all the industries started picking up. It seems a comedy was one of the last to, oh, okay. to, to pick up. Yeah, so um, comedy is barely... It's barely 10 years yeah and we had we had we had a major problems with Ghanaians who go like oh, the Ghanaian comics are not funny and it was like okay how can you call us comics and say we are not funny so we we had a little we had a long like five years battle to 
put it out there that we are funny mm. and 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 it's picking up so now that we've finished that whole battle is now that people have to reap the fruits of their labor fantastic okay james that's been really fascinating if people wanted to well i'm sure they will um sort of enjoy your comedy and see the projects that you're working on where's the best way to find out information about you um i'm on almost every social media app available so yep. on, on instagram you find id james brown um id stands for idiot because anytime i googled my name i saw this dead guy appear and so i had to <laughs> add something so, um I, idiot is intellectually dramatic insane and outrageously talented so fantastic thank you <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I use my degree. So, <laughs> yeah, so ID James Brown, yeah. uh, and on on YouTube, and if it, you can just add Ghana to it, and uh, my stuff will appear. ID James Brown on Facebook, uh, so have stuff on Facebook. ID underscore James Brown on Instagram to follow my adventures on. Uh, wherever i i am and on twitter id james brown it's literally the same thing on all social media brilliant and what if it doesn't work just put an underscore there okay and what is in store for the first few months of 2020 what have you got lined up oh um i've i've started a new hashtag is about to go brown so um uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I'm going to be doing here in Germany is going to start the new year off. And I am going to take up a few personal projects when I get back to Ghana. Um, um, I'm trying to do a bit more of tailor-made shows for different um, venues Hmm. where I can find my niche audience. And uh, I also prefer to do smaller, smaller shows like with, intimate audience like about 60 where i can see that i am funny <laughs> and not like a whole thousand five arena where you can't even see the people who are there so um, i'm going to do be jumping around doing a lot of these smaller shows so there's going to be a lot of material on youtube so. and is that in europe then or is that in um, at Asia? the moment anywhere anywhere they want me i'm there okay Good. I just thought, actually, as well, we should probably say, if you wouldn't mind, how how did it come about that you were spending so much time in Germany in the first place? What was the situation there? Yeah, um, I also volunteer for an organization known as the American Field Service. It's more into um, volunteering all over the world. And yeah. uh, my family has been part of it for about... Um, 15 years where we host exchange students and we've had about 40 students staying with my family which ranges from one day to one year and the organization had a, an exchange program to germany and i i i applied and it worked out and i had a very very awesome stay with my host mom anita styles and um well, she she also liked me, and um, I have a number of friends here in Germany, and have an important friend in Germany, so I keep coming back. That's great. That's cool. I just thought we should yeah. probably outline that because for people who didn't know, it would just be interesting to know how the whole Germany connection yeah. came about. Good. Okay, James, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that, and um, I'm sure everybody will be 
keeping in touch and keeping track of the projects that you're up to as this whole circuit of comedy in Ghana develops. Yes, yes. Um, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for being on your show and uh, anytime you need an update, just let me know and we'll tell you a bit more about GH Comedy to the world. Thank you very much, James. That's great. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. See you next time on the Robert Lane Creative Careers podcast. If you could subscribe to the podcast, share it, like it, comment on it, review it, tell all your friends about it, all of those things would be fantastic because the more that people do that, the more that new people get a chance to hear the podcast, join the community and enjoy the content that we're putting out. You can find me at robertlanemusic.co.uk and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Robert Lane Music. Please get in touch, let me know if you're enjoying the programmes and who you think I should talk to in the future. Thank you, until next time, goodbye.